This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris I kid you not, there's some scientist saying that the Y chromosome is dead. I say that the American population is brain dead, but we'll get to that in just a minute. I came across this story about uh, Don Henley from the Eagles, the singer. And as far as you know, musical groups are concerned, I would think you'd say that the Eagles are pretty uh, benign, right? They're not like the big partiers so much. I guess maybe I'm wrong about all that. I might be wrong about a lot of things. Wait till you hear what I have to say about this with the drug use. Eagles co-founder, Don Henley, sitting on the stand, just kind of casually talking about the night that he had a 16-year-old prostitute in his home in L.A. He said he regrets it. I guess he's... um, on the stand for something, oh, some lawsuit, and this arrest came up from 1980. So 1980, that's 44 years ago. He's 76. Help me out here, calculator. I should be able to do that. He was 32 years old, and he's with some 16-year-old. Why do I bring all this up besides the fact that it's utterly disgusting, nobody wants to hear about it, at least of which me with a 9-year-old daughter? I bring it up because of this. It sounds to me like he may have been trapped. He he called a madam, as he says, to provide him with some company. <laughs> Said he was depressed, needed some help. Some people go to therapy. He called the madam. And I understand. <laughs> I understand how it works. But the 16-year-old part, the 16-year-old part, Why is that? With so many of these actors, politicians, singers, whatever it is, wealthy people, what is it with the young girls? Now, in his case, and I don't know, I don't want to shed any kind of, um, what do you call it, leniency on this because it's disturbing a 32-year-old man doing something like that. But I think he was kind of trapped. I think he called for a prostitute. He didn't check the age. Young girls, they'll put makeup on and so forth to make themselves appear older. He's high as a kite. He doesn't know. She comes in. They're having a good time. She gets paid. Bada bing, the police come. <laughs> nice, right? You know why? Because here's the, the, the where these fools get hung up in this. The, the, the girl realizes she can make more money off the lawsuit than she's ever going to make working through the madam. Sooner or later, it always, what is the saying? The truth always prevails, right? It always comes to light. So here's this guy now, 76 years old, got to sit there and talk about this. How uncomfortable. I don't know if he is or he isn't, not to mention his drug use. And it's not really casual drug drug use that we're talking about. Would you say? I don't know. I don't know the whole story. But the reason that I bring it up is that the prostitution, I believe, is the cause of the sex trafficking There's a libertarian and liberal movement to legalize prostitution or decriminalize everything, really. Just make, you know, anything goes kind of thing. As long as you have willing participants, 14, 15 years old, there seems to be no boundaries at all to it. This is the way some people think. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it at all. 
Matter of fact, it was years ago we had a guy, Phil, who kept reaching out to me on this. He was a libertarian, and he kept talking about the legal prostitution issue. And I said, you know, there's a big difference between decriminalizing something and legalizing something, for one. But I don't think it's a good idea either way in this case. Those are somebody's daughters out there. Doesn't anybody think about that? Isn't there anything that's sacred anymore, at least of which would be children? I guess not. But back to my point. I believe that the cause of this is the prostitution. I believe that a lot of it is driven off the online pornography. Why is it allowed to go on? There's so much money being thrown around and it's necessary. And then let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. So how much money is being made off of these um, this therapy <laughs> that these wealthy people are seeking? Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's not where the money's made. The girls aren't making the money. The money is made when they get these people to show up where the girls are, right? Hey, why don't you come down to the casino? We'll set you up with a room. You want to come down by yourself? You want a little company? We could take care of that. You want a little blow? We can get you that. Whatever you want, man. You got a you got a wallet and it's got money. We can do it for you. That's what's happening. And so the you know the the, the casino owner, the hotel owner, who might be a billionaire too, is hey, my billionaire guests are coming in. He likes young girls and he likes blow. Make it happen. Got it. That's not where the money's made. Not where the money's made at all. Money's made on the $10,000 a night hotel, the $100,000 that he blew gambling, he was all torn up. Or whatever, out to dinner, on the cruise. You know, there's a million ways that this takes place. And it's not all about the rich and famous. It definitely isn't. But it's all tied together, and it's all very destructive at the end of the day. I'm not trying to get religious or philosophical. Just go down to these areas. I remember seeing this when I was younger with Atlantic City. You think, oh, you can gamble, prostitution, drugs. What is there to want for? You go down there and you think, get me out of here. Get me the heck out of here. It, It has no integrity when there's no integrity, you're not comfortable in that environment. I probably it's just despair. I don't know. I wouldn't do it personally. But let's go back to the uh, drug-fueled part again. I saw this story. It really blew my mind. From Steve Jobs through Elon Musk to Google's Sergey Brin, a pattern emerges linking top executives to illicit drug use, often starting with consumption of small doses to enhance creativity in the workplace and eventually leading to secret drug parties with senior Tesla and SpaceX managers reporting feeling pressured by owner Musk to join these parties, fearing for their professional futures if they refuse. Like uh, sex almost, right? Elon Musk says, whatever it is I'm doing, I obviously have to keep doing that. That's how he responded to allegations about using drugs. A linkage between drug-infused lifestyles and the daily existence of the world's richest people has been well-documented throughout the years. In this case, the problem doesn't just end with Musk himself, but rather the nefarious culture this habit cultivates. There's a reason why Tesla and SpaceX board members have equally indulged, seeing as some of them were afraid to find themselves out of a job if they refuse Elon Musk's overtures to do so. It got so bad that former Tesla director was quite concerned with how Musk is doping 
decided to relinquish her spot for re-election on the company's board of directors. Well, let me give you my take on this. So I know people on all parts of the spectrum. I know people who are, you know, casual drug users. I know, uh, and I don't know if they are anymore. It's not like I call, hey, by the way, what's your drug use like today? But I know musicians, for example, that probably weekend party with drugs that I would never touch personally, but, you know, they'll regularly do them, cocaine, heroin, ecstasy, um, you know, they dabble in these things and then go back to work on Monday and, you know, pretty functioning lives by all apparent standards, really. But they like they like their partying a little bit. All right. Now, it's and I've, you know, been around them. I've been to the concerts. I've been to the shows. I see what they do. And, uh, you know, it's a good time. It is a good time. I don't see anything that's really too terribly out of hand. Like I said, that stuff just isn't my cup of tea. But it doesn't seem much different than a, an alcohol-infused party to me. It really doesn't with these guys. Now, the other thing I've found, I you know, know people that say smoke a little marijuana, or the big thing now is the gummies. And that, too, I'm like, I don't know. if you want to have a gummy, that's your business, not my business. If you want to have a cocktail, that's your business, not my business. I think some of the other drugs you got to be a little more careful of, but I could be wrong about that, too. I don't know. I really could be. I don't know if the addiction rates are as high, but the destructiveness is there. It really is. Anyway, I also know people that you mentioned drugs around them. <laughs> you, hey, I'm gonna. If you said I'm gonna have a gummy, oh, <laughs> they're gonna get all on their holy soapbox there and not be happy. So I, my point is, I know people the whole gamut. I'm gonna say to you, even including alcohol in that that mix, nobody's talking about being careful with this stuff. <laughs> Nobody's talking about the, the side effects that people process differently. That's where the conversation really should be. But why so many of these uh, wealthy people seem so that they need to be so tied to the drugs and the prostitution and this risque lifestyle? Is it too much to turn down? Is it always there? Is there just always this pressure because there's always somebody there doing it? There's no rules. Nobody's going to do anything about it, right? It's not like when I go out to dinner and say somebody's doing coke at the table, they'll throw them out. I suppose if you're there, it's, you know, a $1,000 dinner, and they say, well, you know, you're going to turn turn a blind eye to that kind of – I don't know how it works. I don't run in those circles. And I don't, I don't know that I ever would, really. It's just not my cup of tea. You know what I mean? $10,000 night hotels, prostitutes, drug. I'm out. I mean, not to mention I don't believe my wife would be super supportive of any of that either. I haven't discussed it with her. We'll leave that for another day. To each his own, I guess, in that regard. But I, I think it sets a pattern that's uh, concerning, very concerning to say the least. I'm going to get to the Y chromosome thing, don't you worry. California man, 68, diagnosed with HIV and blood cancer, cured of both conditions. 68 year old guy had HIV since 1998, cancer in 2018 went into remission for both diseases thanks to a stem cell transplant. This is becoming like the holy grail. I think I heard the, Tony Robbins was talking about this with the stem cell. Does anybody know anything about it? I know nothing about it, really. And I can't even begin to tell you how it works, but I'd just be a little concerned like I'm going to end up with like a third ear. My leg would be right on my forehead. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for curing my spinal arthritis, but now I got a third ear. 
well, maybe I'd hear a little better, too. Maybe there's more benefits than I realize. Anyway, this guy made out pretty well with it. I don't know anything about it. Maybe we'll talk about that on a future episode. But let's get into this existential threat. They are re- literally killing off men. Or are they? Or are they? The cri- Why chromosome is vital to the human race. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. <laughs> I mean, not everybody can be gay or trans. I guess not. They say that the extinction of the Y chromosome may result in a new species of humans. (laughs) This isn't a plot for a dystopian sci-fi film, but genuine scientific theory. I'm going to give you my own genuine scientific theory, too. We were all taught that the X and Y genes determine gender. Women have a pair of double X chromosomes, and men have XY But what you might not have been taught is that the Y chromosome is much smaller, carrying around 55 genes compared to roughly 900 on the X. All embryos are technically female until around 12 weeks when a gene on the Y chromosome kicks in and male development starts. This is why men have nipples, they say. However, it seems the Y chromosome wasn't always so small, and that's when the problem lies. It's shrinking, and some scientists worry it could disappear altogether. So let me give you my own genuine scientific theory on this. I think, here's my theory, my own genuine scientific theory, that the people who created this theory are probably using the same drugs as Elon Musk, clearly without the supervision. Who would come up with such lunacy? Maybe the people that support the trans, no, it's really a thing. That He just has a small Y chromosome. <laughs> And I wonder how they're measuring these exactly. That's what I really want to know. This genuine scientific theory. Where's the genuine scientific measurements? I want to see it. I didn't really get into the study, so maybe it's me. Maybe I need to do I don't even know how the, the, the stem cells work. How do I even know? I don't even know what the X and Y chromosome looks like if it fell on me. But I do know this. I do know this. Rest assured, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have men and women for a long time to come. I don't see that changing any anytime soon, despite this genuine scientific theory. Unbelievable, really. That's what I was going to say, by the way, about the uh, the drug use at the, these high levels of these these companies. And I, you know, I don't know what's been typical in the past. I would imagine that the the drug use in the top income earners is probably about the same as it is in the lower income. I don't know. Maybe it's a little different, but it's a little concerning that you have people that are this influential on things and they're going to be that far out there. You know, sometimes people on drugs come up with some pretty hokey ideas. I think about Elon Musk sitting there. Mr. Musk, uh, what what do you say in regard to the people who say that the earth is flat? Well, you know, the the earth is round. Oh, oh, Yoda spoke. It's all solved now. High as a kite. We're all sitting there looking at him. He's like some kind of oracle. He's having a little mental blast in there. He's like, this party's great. No wonder he doesn't want to stop anything. We're the ones that need to make the changes. I don't know. Elon Musk, he seems to have the right idea. They're fooling everybody. It's probably probably like a contest to him. Let me me see how, how wasted I can get and go on TV and convince people that I'm like, Super intelligent. Go. <laughs> Mr. Musk, do you know what time it is? See, 
See, here's the thing. I I don't wear a, a, a watch. <laughs> oh, whoa, Elon! That would be the headline for four months. <laughs> Elon wears no watch. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's on shrooms. He's like, they, they didn't didn't let me get the rest of it out. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. They're the ones doing the drugs, not me. Don't blame me. What else can you say? The stem cell thing is very interesting to me. If they're having that kind of luck with it. How does it work? Does anybody know? I should have done this research. Now I'm uh, wildly curious. Don Henley. Maybe maybe his Y chromosome got a little... See? Now, there's a, maybe he could make the argument his Y chromosome is just a little bigger. You see... Well, this is perfectly explainable with a little genuine scientific theory. I think we've got it all worked out right now. You see that? He's not a he's not a child molester. He's just got a Y chromosome that's just a little bit bigger than the rest. You see? And the transgender guy over there, it's not a mental illness. It's just that his Y chromosome is just a little bit smaller, you see? Nobody knows how he's measuring these things or how they came up with these standards, but that seems to be the plausible deniability going on in the uh, scientific community. Whatever that is, and I know I've said this a million times, he said, who are these scientists that are measuring chromosomes, comparing the size of X and Y? I don't know. I've never met one, never known one. Then again, I don't roll in those circles. It seems to me, though, every time I turn on the news, they're talking about a new scientist or a new scientific condition. And I think maybe there's a problem here. Maybe we've just got just a few too many scientists and maybe they're doing just a little too much drugs. You know what I'm saying? Now, that's not a genuine scientific theory. It's just me kind of pondering, if you know what I mean. But if you stand back and look at all the evidence, what other conclusion could you come to? Too much drugs and too much science. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, good for this guy. He's cured from his, uh, his stem cell situation there. I saw this. It kind of made my stomach turn, the thought of my daughter my children. I try not to get too worked up because you don't really know the truth of this. Beverly Hills middle schoolers circulate AI-generated nudes of classmates. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Talk about a problem. Nude images of middle school students created by classmates using artificial intelligence are roiling the Beverly Hills school district. The latest in an emerging trend that's prompting calls for investigation. Officials in, officials in California's Beverly Hills United School District are working with the Beverly Hills Police Department to identify both the victims and the perpetrators of an undisclosed number of nude images being reported by students at Beverly Vista Middle School last week. Now, I'll ask this like I would always ask it. What if it was your daughter... How would you feel about this? And then what's being done with these AI? This is really creepy. Have you seen what AI can do to images? I've been working with it. Probably just within the past uh, month, I would say, I began. My previous work with AI was limited to text and tables and numbers and such. But recently, I got involved in some projects where I needed AI to also work with images. Now, I I didn't continue with it, by the way, mainly just because I didn't need it. And I wasn't super happy with the results. Uh, but I did get what I needed out of it. It was an interesting little experiment there. And I continue to say, I don't know if you've seen this buzz with the AI, speaking of Elon Musk, 
on Twitter, there was a big uh, buzz going on. Google's AI won't create any white. You know, if you say, show me Napoleon, it won't be white. And um, I'll just say this. A lot of things coming out of AI are dystopic as all get out. It's not that great. I keep trying to tell everybody, AI is not that great. Settle down. I mean, you know, you're gonna be, oh, what's it gonna do? And it's like you're, nobody's gonna use it when it's showing you a black Napoleon, unless you're using it for comedy. Nobody's gonna do that. Anyway, back to the subject at hand. There is quite a bit that you can do with it. It's really impressive what it can do for simple um, image editing. I was really impressed by that background removal and such. But beyond that, we start getting into a situation like this that you could take your daughter's likeness and morph it into something else and then go spread it around with explicit images at all. I mean, that's traumatic for a kid. Very traumatic. Suppose it showed a, a deformity that's normally concealed. And now everybody's wondering if it's real or not. And you go on a on the prom in eleventh grade, and the boy starts chuckling. You don't you don't really have that thing coming out of your belly button or whatever. I'm just making this up by way of example. Whew. I mean, you know, people used to play jokes when I was in school. This is this is serious in the, in my opinion. How do you control it? It's a new tool out there. Hey, you're going to hear me say this tomorrow, that when they started doing it with Trump, remember when they used to show those images like a naked Trump with his belly and they had the, the blow-up thing and everything, anything to embarrass him? That's the name of the game in politics. Yeah, when it's your kid, it's not so fun. But what they do to Trump, they're going to do to everybody. Anybody who runs for office now, that's what they're going to do. They're going to spread nude fo- photos of you, AI-created nudes of you around on the Internet. And in some cases, it'll shut people down before the campaign even gets started. What if your child, years later, this thing pops up in a search? I don't know what the legalities are on it. You know, you're using an AI-generated image. Happens to look like somebody's child. Is it still child pornography if it's computer-generated? Oh, my God. Talk about the dystopia, right? Really freaky stuff. So I'll say this. AI isn't as good as they say it is. But it's definitely as dystopic as they say it is. I saw this, and it just absolutely blows my mind. I'll tell you why. CNN's paying Don Lemon $25 million to fire him, basically. I guess he had a contract, so you know they cancel the contract, and this is what happens in those circumstances. Uh, but $25 million is an incredible amount of money, don't you think? I wonder what the tax bill is on that. Certainly, they've structured it to leverage their way through the taxes that they accused Trump of not paying, right? Why don't we ask Don Lemon to come clean on that? How's his tax bill compared to Trump's? But I have a bigger question on all this, the real question in my opinion. The only question in my opinion, who is paying this money and why? Look at what Don Lemon creates. Look at what he says. Look at what he says. Look at what he doesn't says. Look at who he attacks. Look at who who he doesn't attack. Tell me this guy isn't a political hitman. Clearly he is. He regurgitates this stuff every day. He's like a little rolling example of, uh, what was her name, the uh, Rachel Mancal. She didn't make it. She had the sense to get out, start a podcast while she could. Don Lemon, he got canned. He held on too long, and they buck up $25 million. My question is, who is paying this? Why much did he make when he was working? 
This guy's so valuable for what? What does Don Nemen do besides bash people, read a teleprompter every day? Now, I give him a lot of credit. They got to show up every day. They got to look great. You know, everything's got to be perfectly matched and pressed and ready to go. And every word has to be enunciated perfectly, just the way they tell him to, or he'll be out. And even then, he's kind of out anyway. Who do you blame, him or the writers? <laughs> Isn't it the writers? Maybe they go as a, as a, as a couple. Maybe the writers, maybe there's like a, a contract there. I don't know. Probably not an employee. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know how it works. But $25 million to, to let the guy go. What, what, did he, what did he contribute to the cause of America? What did he do to help one person, black, white, anywhere? How? I don't get it. Who's paying all the money? What was he on? MSN, CNN, obviously. I said that. Don't ever say it. Don't ever bring that up again. <laughs> Can't believe I just did that. CNN. Page of Sky 21. Who, who's advertising on CNN? That's so, I don't even know anybody's watching that garbage anymore. You know, they spread it around on the... You know, they've got their news, they've got their blog, they got their, you know, they're all over the place, which is kind of the name of the game now. But uh, he's going to get paid. He's going to walk away with a big check. What else is going on? This blew my mind. Taliban holds a third public execution as thousands watch in a football stadium. How grisly gruesome is this? Hey, what are you doing today? Uh, we're going to go watch Joey get whacked. Nazir Muhammad was executed in public for the killing of Kal Muhammad. It was the fifth public execution since the Taliban seized power in 2021. The execution took place in heavy snowfall, the capital of Jaswan Providence, province, where the brother of the murdered man shot the convict five times with a rifle. Wow. Can you imagine that they, they uh, bring this out? Talk about revenge, right? Here they have pictured uh, Taliban security officials in Kabul, and they're well-armed with American military rifles, American uniforms, American helmets. How is this exactly that the Taliban are able to get to skier? This is crazy. These are uh, American M16s with optics and helmets with uh, cam mounts, and these guys are all set up ready to go. And they're publicly executing people to boot. So, what do you have to say about that? Well, why don't we do it here? That's what I would say. What's all the hubbub about? How many people here would love the, the The land of hate has no home here. How many people would line up to cheer to go into a public execution? Here's a question for you. You want to hypothesize something? If we, if we were to hold public ex- – suppose that the, the Taliban were to take over control here in America. The Taliban come in and they, they take control of the United States and they're going to execute Biden and Trump. Just hypothesize with me for a second. If the Taliban were in control and they were going to execute Biden, how many Republicans do you think would want to go watch? Versus if Trump were going to get executed, how many Democrats would you think would go watch? (laughs) That might be an interesting little test to run. God willing, we never will, right? In many ways. But all that to say that this barbarism, obviously we're not going to do it here, thank goodness. Hopefully not anytime in the near future. 
but people are barbaric that they would want to sit there and, and participate in that, don't you think? I mean, it's one thing for the brother to go kill you. Hey, you killed my brother, I'm going to kill you. You could get into all that. But for the thousand other people to go watch with some kind of morbid fascination, who does that? Takes time out of their otherwise busy, ah, I'm going to go watch an execution. This uh, tribal group mentality, very powerful, very freaky, man. And people go along with it. When you want to say that, you know, our society, our culture, that it's not important, look at what they're doing over there. It's going to get worse. We've been very liberal here. I think it's almost they push the liberal lunacy that it just gets to the breaking point that there's a snapback just like there was in Afghanistan. You know, the, the problem was that the American government, the CIA mainly, was allowing these uh, Taliban leaders to molest young boys. Not only were they allowing it, but the, any uh, uh, soldiers that stepped in to intervene in this heinousness were disciplined, heavily disciplined. It allowed it to go on, and ultimately the Taliban people didn't respond well to that. Children have parents, you know, and there's people that, uh, get very upset when children are being harmed. Go figure. There, you know, in some cultures, I'd like to think in every culture, there's at least a, a certain number of people that are sympathetic to the cause of children. I would only hope. It's always fascinated me uh, the way people view life and death and, and killing and all that. And the, uh, the Afghans, the Taliban, clearly have a different way of looking at it. But I make a simple, a simple correlation there. How many of these hate-filled liberals would be happy to watch Trump be executed? Happy to see him suffer? I would take no glory at all in in seeing that on anybody, really. And it's not something that I would want to watch. What could I tell you? Hey, that's the end of the show. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. And uh, I hope to see you there. Make it a great day.